Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills, so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit SpotPetIns.com sample-policy. Spot Pet Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. You will drive yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And you are listening to Who's There, a weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Here's the first call. Is this a joke? Is this a fucking joke? Jonathan Van Ness and Anthony posting, after years of joking about it, we're finally together. But on September 30, posted a picture of him at the Emmys with his husband. I'm fucking, I'm over this. I'm over them. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> Lindsay, are Anthony and Jonathan Van Ness together? No. No. They, are, wait, are queer people allowed to queerbait? Is this, this is, is this the first time queers have ever queerbaited? The best commentary I saw of this was online and someone said, this is taking queerbaiting to a whole new level. <laughs> um, it's fully like queer people using their queerness to bait people presumably mostly straight people into participating in capitalism <laughs> right no i mean they're launching what a dog food or something no Lindsay. according to i don't know the instagrams that they were following and then unfollowed when people got wise to their games they seem to be promoting a pet not food mix-in <laughs> i'm gonna here's what i'm gonna do i don't want to give this fucking company any promotion any so you're not gonna say the name transcript. no i'm gonna say the name i'm just gonna bleep it out because it adds texture okay. to the audio so got it they're they're i think they're partners with a new pet mix-in brand called it's too bad you have to bleep that out because the <laughs> name itself is like it gives me a little shiver <laughs> it's really gross <laughs> have you seen the website it's like isn't it's it like, like mix-ins? It's like your dog's food like doesn't taste good. Put in some like crispy rice. It's like how I have like a Josh always makes my whole family has always made fun of me for it. Like I love condiments like and sauces and hot sauces and things. And it's like, oh, Bobby's meal isn't complete until he sprinkles something on it. And it's like, yeah, that's that idea, but for dogs. Right. You can tell we both don't have a dog, but it's like you're gonna what sprinkle some like, you know, malt on top and the dog's no, gonna be like, mm, yum yum. <laughs> The point is, is uh, what cracks me They must up be business like, partners. They thought, they thought this would like charm the pants off of their fans, mm. but like their community is like, no, <laughs> like absolutely not. Their community has rejected it. It's so irritating. And even the photos, you don't need like more than a third grade education to look at the photos that they did post where it's like, after all these years, we're together. Um, I have to read their 
their language no, the captions directly. Were kind of it's better awful. than what you're even making it up to be. Their language was Anthony and JBN holding hands outside, looking ha- happy. I don't know, looking rich. And Anthony writes some personal news. Heart. After years of joking about it, we are finally together. Here's to giving things a shot. More tomorrow. And then JBN. Oh, no. Is this news going to come out before this episode? I bet. I mean, definitely. They said it was going to come out today, but I know that we're right. That's what it is. So unless I'm wrong, if we're wrong, I will post a future Bobby explaining what it actually is. But if I think we're I'm wrong, right. Bobby will eat dog food. Yes, I will eat. I will buy a bag of <laughs> and I will eat a spoonful of it. OK, I promise oh. you that. <laughs> I will. I promise you that. JVN's post is... Another post of them in the same outfits, but inside, and JVN is like leaning on Anthony's shoulder, and they're smiling at each other, and JVN writes, we are finally together. Details tomorrow, but know that we're happy and feeling supported by the people around us. They're using the same language as Anthony. We are finally together. It's not like, we're dating, we're fucking, we're kissing, we're smooching, we're roommates. It's, we're together. Well, they're like, in their mind, it's playing off of the gag that like, they have like, sexual chemistry and they yes. like, flirted and like, that's a whole thing, right? Which they but sort of did, JVN but it's is that... married and yes. Anthony has a boyfriend. Not that that means you can't also have another boyfriend, but this would no. be not likely. No, I think it's not likely. And also there, the two queer eye cast members who I think are the most shameless. Uh, yeah. And I don't I don't mean that as a value. I'm, I mean, even though I, I will keep my opinions of both of those people to myself, but like as judgment-free as possible, they are the two that I would most expect to do like as much spawn as they possibly can. Yes. You know? Yes. So this is not real, okay? Stop asking me if this is real. People keep asking me. A straight person in my life texted me the photo of them like leaning on each other. They posted, and to think it all started as a joke, happy to report that we're finally together as partners for real this time. More tomorrow. They mean business partners, okay? That must be what they mean. My friend texted me, this is a scam, right? <laughs> like, even the straight people are catching on to their games, okay? The straight people are seeing what's happening here. Right. It's like, if you can't even get the straight people to, like, get into the joke or or believe you or be fooled by you, then what's the point here? I know. You we know? got a problem. This is, it's, this is, we're on the last breaths. We're on the last breaths. Okay. As I said, this is who's there. Let's go into actual comments that have nothing to do with um, Anthony and JBN. And again, if I'm wrong, I will eat. I can't wait for you to eat the dog. You're not going to eat the dog. You're not going to have to eat the dog food, but it would have been I fun. will do yeah. it, and I will post the video on our Patreon. If these two hear this and they're like, Bobby, you're going to have to eat the dog food, and they like kiss and like really keep the ruse going, then you have to eat the dog food. If they kept the ruse going just to make me eat dog food, I would respect them because that's and like would sinister and intense. Yeah. Yeah, you would eat also, the dog food. Also, I was looking at the types of dog mix-ins they have, and one of them is literally just cheddar cheese. Freeze-dried cheddar cheese. Fine. I'll have a spoon of that. Sounds good. Lindsay, great. you can't say that word. It's part of the it's part of the brand name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next call. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, I'm sure you're getting so many calls. I don't care. Bobby, Michelle, you famously not won an Oscar yet. Famously, no first Oscar to, for a second one to happen with the Fablemans. She hasn't won yet. We need to honor when she wins her first one. Bye. Crunch, crunch, I guess. We don't normally like playing calls where there's not much to say, but I feel so embarrassed because this is the second time I've like Mandela affected an Oscar in someone's life. Michelle Williams doesn't have an Oscar. 
You just like think these people are Oscar worthy and should already have an Oscar to you. They are like Oscar people. The cycle around Manchester by the sea. In my mind, I was picturing a pregnant Michelle Williams on the Oscar stage winning you don't an Oscar, need giving to, a speech. You don't need to justify Busy your, sobbing. Fake, your Oscar fanfic, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. I think Michelle Williams will get your your fable men Oscar. The fabled men <laughs> Fabled Oscar. men. No, he's the fable man. He's the movie director. Although he makes my fables. one thing about the, the Fableman trailer is that Fable-man. is Michelle Williams not doing the same voice that she did in I Feel Pretty, <laughs> which I just rewatched because it's on Hulu. She's doing the same exact voice. When you said that, it was instant clarity because yeah. I, as uh-huh. a as a kind of reluctant fan of I Feel Pretty, I think it's like not that bad. Michelle Williams had a pretty memorable role in it. It doesn't stick the landing, but it is not no, that bad. No, it, it doesn't does stick the landing. Stick the landing. No, 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 no. But Michelle she's Williams' is, like, secret role is pretty funny. Yes, yeah. it's very funny. But she's doing the same voice she's doing as Steven Spielberg's mom in The Fablements. <laughs> there is no application brush. What was your favorite part? Again, not really sure what that movie's about other than, like, movies. The Gloria movies. We love movies. Steven Spielberg and Kate Capshaw were watching I Feel Pretty on, like, they rented it on Apple one day, and he was like, "That, that's my mom." Sounds like my mom, <laughs> Kate, Katie. That, that's my mom. Incredible. Incredible <laughs> okay. Casting. Speaking of incredible things, this next call. Uh, it's this is going to go true. down in history. This is going to go down. I don't in think history. this is real. I still I am real. like, I need the, I need the, I need this person to call back with their social security number and prove that they're them. Play that. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. I just had to pause the pod and say, Bobby, I'm so glad to know that you're team me. Uh, this is Cheryl. <laughs> Good catch. Is, is this Cheryl Burke? Is Cheryl Burke a hooligan? I, I don't believe this. I tried to do like a voice match situation. I should have tried to match her laugh. Now I'm realizing that would have been a better. I just, I don't. Cheryl, if this is you, I, I'm just... <laughs> Is it Cheryl Burke or is it a woman named Cheryl? We checked the area code and it doesn't match with where this person would probably live. <laughs> or, but I still want to believe it. But I still want to. Yeah. Is this just a woman named Cheryl? If so, you're not allowed to do this. <laughs> Cheryl, please call with like, again, your social security number if it is in fact you because we need confirmation. It will not. Yeah, let, we need I will not proof. sleep until we I have this confirmation. We play it, but we need like proof if this is Cheryl Burke. And if it's just a woman named Cheryl, yeah, no, stop. Don't <laughs> do, stop. Don't call back. Okay, let's move on to questions. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. I was just calling to ask you who Tiana Paris is because someone I know reposted her pregnancy announcement on their story, and I was like, I've never heard of this woman. And I clicked on the post, and it was actually really funny because she was uh, doing spawn for clear blue uh, pregnancy tests. And then I clicked on her story, <laughs> and it was a picture of her looking like, doing the like, Lord child expression. And the caption was, me thinking about how one in five couples, or no, four in five, I don't remember, it was so specific. Me thinking about how many couples picked the wrong day to conceive. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, who is this woman? Please tell me. Also, she announced her pregnancy on the day the queen died, so that's like not, maybe it's best. Okay, thank you, bye. She announced her pregnancy on the day the queen died. Maybe 
Tiana Paris's baby is the reincarnation of Queen Elizabeth II. I'm so <laughs> sick of hearing of people's babies being the reincarnation of the queen. Tiana Paris, we haven't talked about her since I think WandaVision. She's in WandaVision and was one of the stars of Candyman. And she's very much like in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and like the Marvel Disney Plus Universe. Got her start in Dear White People, the movie. But here she is promoting herself on Clear Blue's Instagram in what is such an... In the same way that... You know when you're looking at TikTok or Instagram and like the, the, the video photo quality of something makes it very clear that it's spawn and not authentic? Like when you look at these photos, I don't need paid partnership with clear blue above them to know that it's a paid partnership with clear blue funny because it says <laughs> me thinking about how one in five couples try to conceive on the wrong day and share faces like you know she's making like a you know hashtag clear blue confirmed so she's doing spawn for clear blue ovulation tests and then clear blue pregnancy tests and she's with her husband whose name is james he's not as famous as she is james what was that Okay, James. Yes, this is absolutely clear blue spawn. Well, she wants you to click on people. It's a people exclusive. Tiana Paris is pregnant, expecting first baby with husband James. Very exciting. Right. <laughs> All the photos are credited as clear blue. Okay, one of the reasons this is so funny to me is because, as I said, when you look through this, it's like nothing's ever been more obviously spawn in my entire life, right? It just looks so, 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 so spawny. A few days ago... I was reading news about Keisha Kaor and Gucci Mane expecting another kid. And I saw her Instagram post and the thumbnail of the Instagram reel is a clear blue pregnancy test. And I was like, ooh, here we have we have more clear blue pregnancy spawn. But like <laughs> this one is the opposite of these professionally taken photos with the box yes. in the photo and whatever. This is literally a zoo a very, very zoomed close-up of just the screen that says pregnant. And it's like, you know it's clear blue because you've seen so many clear blue spawns and your brain's broken. <laughs> this is not like, you know, but to me, I'm like, why don't you call clear blue and get like fifty thousand dollars to like <laughs> post the whole stick, you know? Because the video is really sweet. The video is her showing the pregnancy test to Gucci Mane for the first time. And he's, like, very, very happy. And he's in their, like, ridiculous, like, very ornate bed. So it's, like, a very well shot thing. But to see the actual juxtaposition between, like, authentic yeah. I'm pregnant spawn and Tiana Paris got paid a bunch of money. I think the reason you're obsessed specifically with clear blue spawn is I don't think you care about pregnant women or no. pregnancy or whatever. What no. you care about is the kind of what is the negotiation, the tactics, the strategy, the steps that it takes to get the clear yeah. blue spawn. When do the managers and agents reach out? How do they know these women are pregnant? How do they get in touch <laughs> exactly. with them to reveal the something that is a secret? Like this is not just like, oh, we love bad baby. Let's get her to do clear blue spawn it's like we know that bad baby's about to be pregnant like mm -hmm. how do you even time or negotiate or organize to me that's what you love the mystery of how kind of nefarious it feels to like know that these women are pregnant and like plan their their uh kind of announcement around your product i know it's right? like i'm picturing like this imposing woman like in a trend like maggie clear blue approaching random famous woman and being like if it ever happens for you, give me a call. <laughs> Maggie Clear Blue of the Clear Blue Fortune. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's almost like, and this is going to turn into a real, it's like if you were part of like a coffin company and you were like, we want to get this, we want to get a celebrity to like 
announce that they're dead, like you with our coffin. But like, how do you then approach and be like, "Hey, are you planning to die soon?" Do you? That's just you approach the family, right? 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 Or like, does the manager and agent of the soon to be dead celebrity be like, "Well, it looks like you're ready to croak. Would you like some money going out?" You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. I know that's not the same, but it does. It is the same type of like, how do you how do you prepare for and sell an unexpected time in your life? That's exactly what I'm fascinated by. And a secret, kind of. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Anyways, I'm fascinated by it all. I want to know how the sausage is made when it comes to clear blue pregnancy spawn, but I also want to know <laughs> how you verify the account for a baby um, <laughs> because Kishike Oranguchi, I mean, have another kid named Ice. Ice Davis and Ice Davis, who is two years old, commented on Keisha Kaur's pregnancy announcement. I'm gonna be a big brother, which means I'm obsessed. That, I'm kid, obsessed. that kid has a level of literacy both in English and technology that is extremely impressive. That baby, he so found the wait, right emojis. Gucci Mane's son is named Ice. Mm-hmm. Didn't Nick Cannon just name his like ninth ice. baby? Like, I was ice just thinking coal? that. Onyx Ice Coal. Ice, ice Coal has to be coal. an ice cold pun, right? Ice Coal. Are you kidding? Come on. It has to be right. Onyx ice coal. Mm-hmm. So it's onyx ice coal. Like ice ice, ice I think coal. onyx ice is something and then ice coal is something. Ice coal oh cannon. I mean that's Can he just name his kid like Cold Cannon? That's kind of nice. Has to be onyx cool ice coal. I'm a fan of the more names. To me, the more names, the merrier, because then you can kind of like, as you grow up, you can kind of pick which names you want to choose and like maybe names you want to alter. Yeah. I mean also if you're one of ten Nick Cannon kids, you gotta stand out. I Yeah. Okay, moving on. Hi, guys. Can y'all please tell me who India Royale is? Um, Because I've been seeing shit about her breakup with Lil Durk, like, all week. I don't know who this woman is um, and what their deal is. Yeah, any insight would be much appreciated. Crunch, crunch, bye. We have breakup drama. This is like the first good breakup drama in a few weeks where it's like very sort of nebulous and happening on Instagram and you can't really tell what anyone is saying and whether or not anyone's being truthful and whether or not the breakup is actually a breakup or if it's just a lover's quarrel, perhaps. Lil Durk is a rapper who I have to say I'm not familiar with, but he's his name is kind of everywhere because he's featured on like some of the biggest albums of the year. He's on Loverboy. He's on the new Khaled album. He's in a Cardi feature. Like he's everywhere, but mm-hmm. he it's like not really kind of standing on his own as far as like the, the music that would be in the, on the charts. He's a song with Morgan Wallen. Like, mm. he does have a song uh. with Morgan Wallen. It's called Broadway Girls. And that was released this year. And it's like Morgan Wallen being featured on a rap single is as bad as you expect Incredible. it to be. Yeah. I'll play it. It's right. called Broadway Girls. It's so bad. Okay. Anyway, he has been dating this Instagram influencer slash model slash entrepreneur okay. since 2017. Her okay. name is India Royale. They had a baby together in 2018. Then Lil Durk did the thing that is just like, don't do this. Don't do this. He proposed to her on stage at one of his shows. Don't do Brought this. Her don't on stage. do this. Don't do this. She says yes. She He gets good headlines, I guess. So does, so does she. But it's like, that's too much pressure. Okay. I think that that's very important to the context of this story that's happening this week. Okay. Then a couple of days ago, I think I put the actual timeline here. On 9-11, India tweets, I'm a free agent. Okay. That's it. 
People check her Instagram. She's no longer following Lil Durk. The next day on 9-12, Lil Durk posts on an Instagram story. That pussy's mine forever. Okay? And people are like, oh, so, so I guess they're not. Well, he used a pussy emoji. I mean, I have to. He meant pussy, right? <laughs> Am I wrong? No, he meant the cat that they share custody of. He okay. said. <laughs> He said, that kitty's mine forever. How dare you? Okay, yeah. They were arguing over which packages to give the cat. Okay. Oh my God, beep that. Then later, India posts on her Instagram, simply cap. Okay? It stands to reason that she's saying cap to Lil Durk saying, that pussy's mine forever. Then the next day, on 9-13, Lil Durk deletes his Instagram account. Or people notice that his Instagram account is gone. It's disabled. It's not there. Then the next day, I read this incredible line, which is, while it remains unclear exactly what she's referring to, many have speculated that it's Dirk's claims of having ownership over her lady parts. Others, however, remain hopeful that she's calling cap on those reporting, saying that the pair's romantic relationship has come to an end. So no one knows what she's capping. It's important to know she hasn't confirmed what she is capping. She could be capping anything, okay? She could be capping Anthony and JVN's relationship, right? I feel like like, it's clear what she's capping. Yeah, it's clear what she's capping. Okay, we still don't know what's going on, but... In the past, there have been rumors that he's cheated on her before, and she has had to respond to those things. Okay? So that's where we are now. That's fascinating. The only thing more fascinating is India Royale's business model for the way that she sells hair. (laughs) I was trying to figure it out, and I, like, literally don't figure it out. I cannot figure it out. I don't think she knows what the business model is either. She used to have a beauty brand, and I think when I was looking through all of her beauty brand Instagrams, I think her beauty brand was kind of discontinued during the pandemic because there's, like, tons tons of content marked, like, 180 weeks ago, and then it just, like, falls off. So I think the pandemic sort of impacted maybe... The business model or just her willingness to do it. But this service that she has where she sells hair, she doesn't actually sell hair. She says, I'm going to quote her, I do not sell hair. I sell a quality <laughs> hair vendor's contact information. A hair vendor is a person who sells hair at a wholesale price. Wholesale price is the amount business owners pay for hair before okay, they increase their price correct. to sell it on their website. View next slide. Okay. This is like me me reading like the big short, like like oh, Michael Lewis. <laughs> but I'm just like, I think I, and Moneyball, I'm just like, I think I understand the math here. I I need more graphs. I need more charts. Because she has a chart here that says typically there's a vendor, then there's a middleman, the hair company, and then the person who's paying both people. And she says, eliminate the middleman, talk to the vendor yourself. Get your hair shipped directly to you. Pay less, faster shipping. Here it is. I mean, India, I don't mean to burst your bubble. You're still a middleman. <laughs> Well, that's You're what still it's a like. Middle she, man. Right. Like it, she's negotiating, she's brokering hair prices, I guess, for her clients, but she is also essentially the referral. She's getting a referral fee by referring people to the hair vendor, right? Yeah, she's, she's like, pay me, I will give you a phone number. She's selling the vendor's information. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be, but I don't know her business. Maybe she's obviously doing fine, but they're going to cut you out of the middle. You're, if you're a middleman, the thing about being a middleman is you get cut out. You can get cut out really easily. Just saying, just saying, just saying. Oh my God, Brene Brown over here. I'm sorry. <laughs> also, India Oriel is has been afflicted with the same virus that causes YouTubers who update weekly to just suddenly stop updating. <laughs> New videos weekly. Her last one was eight months ago. I'm not sure if that's a virus as much as it's just a practice. <laughs> that's what's going Popular, on with Lil yeah. Durk and India Oriel. Let's play the next call. Good to know. Good to know. What's up next? So the same week that Haley Bailey breaks the internet with a honestly incredible looking Little Mermaid trailer, 
her sister, Chloe Bailey, is um, chewing gum on TikTok um, for Trident gum. Rita Ora has Crunch Crunch. Chloe Bailey has Chew Chew. Crunch Crunch. This is very chewing foods. There's a whole <laughs> – in my mind, there's a – Chewing, chewing is much more disgusting than crunching, you know? Like mm-hmm. there's kind of an energy to crunching. Chewing feels like – There's a sloshiness I think of too. Like, I think of like mas- mastication – what's that word? Mastication, mastication yeah. Mastication and mm-hmm. just kind of like the chemicals in your in your spit breaking the enzymes, down disgusting yeah. food. Mm-hmm. Also, I just want to note that I did cut the segment from last week where people were – confusing Halle Bailey with Halle Berry but like I think they're also kind of doing that on purpose and don't mm-hmm. actually are, are not actually confused it needs to stop happening people need to stop doing that but this caller did call her Haley Bailey which is definitely not her name <laughs> <laughs> Haley Bailey sounds like a Disney Channel character <laughs> okay so Chloe Bailey is one-upping both Ava Max and Michelle Williams in one fell swoop making a sponsored content song that's better. I'm sorry. It's better than Brock's Candy Corn. This is a single. And it's unfortunately better than Ava Max's extra gum spawn because it's a more interesting gum. It's Trident Vibes with Sour Patch Kid flavors. This is not spawn. I want to hear this Choo Choo song. I want to hear this Choo Choo song. That's good. As a commenter on YouTube said, I don't care if this is an ad, I want it on her album. She put her whole back into this. There's no, like, this is the most kind of high level. If you were like, Chloe made a song with Sour Patch Kids that samples her chewing. This is the most <laughs> high level it gets. I mean, mm-hmm. this is like, it's not going to win a Grammy, but it, but if you told me that it was like, this was a real song, I'd be like, I would be convinced, you know? Yes. It's more real songy than obviously Brock's Candy Corn. And I would say arguably better than <laughs> Brock's Candy, candy Corn. Corn. I think yeah. it's arguably better than Kalisa's Square It, the craft single song. Don't you agree? Mm-hmm. What about Sierra's like um, song for like Rice Krispie treats or whatever? Oh no, that was a real song that, that she sold to them. Sorry, the song was like treats, 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 treats. No, the treat song was a Rice Krispie song. It was. No, it is. It's sponsored by Rice Krispie treats. God damn it! These brands Listen have too to much it. power. Listen to it. You're my favorite treat, 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 treat. How'd you get so sweet, sweet, sweet? I love you seven days a week, week, week. I swear you're all I ever need, need, need. Cause you're my favorite treat. Okay, maybe this is a close second to Chew Vibes. <laughs> chew the vibes. Chew, chew the vibes. Chew the vibes. I'm just like very treats, blown away treats, by Chloe's. Treats, 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 treats. The okay, chewing well. breakdown is like pretty magical honestly (laughs) turning chewing from something disgusting as you were saying into something that's actually like sort of sonically interesting is an impressive feat i would argue i but if you have that disease where you're like i can't hear the chewing this song would actually send you into a coma like a deep (laughs) coma because it's like it's like really chewing it's like Mm -hmm. really chewing and i think timmy put this here 
Chloe Bailey is not kidding when she says, it's sort of like, who just did Spawn that was very authentic? Oh, yeah, Kelly Rowland. Chloe Bailey is not kidding when she says that she likes gum. Because she recently did a What's in Her Bag on E! in June of this year where she says she always has gum in her bag. I'm a gum girl. I'm a gum girl. Wait, so Trident made gum inspired by, I don't even, actually, why am I explaining the product? (laughs) Trident Trident made gum inspired by Sour Patch Kids. They called it Trident Vibes. It is still, in case you're wondering, sugar-free. I'm very interested and I want to try it. This is not Spawn. This is not Spawn. Fine. Okay, next call. Are Ansel Elgort and Shailene Woodley dating? Are they dating? That that can't happen. They were brother and sister in the Hunger Games. That's incest. I'm so sorry. I just called. Slight correction. It wasn't the Hunger Games. It was the Divergent series. Same difference. Still incest. Crunch, crunch. Okay, but weren't they like love interests in The Fault in Our Stars? The Fault in Our Stars. Yeah, exactly. They were love interests first. And then they were brother and sister in the Divergent series. And also the answer is they're not dating. The they're probably not they're dating. Trolls. They're not yes. dating. They're both trolls. Shailene is a troll, unfortunately. It's very funny that Shailene is a troll. She trolled yeah. with Darren Rogers. She's trolling with Ansel Elgort because she knows that Ansel Elgort is sort of like damaged goods at this point. And she's like, I'm going to show off my relationship with him defiantly in my loyalty yeah, because right, 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 I am right. his friend. I am in his right. corner. That's all this she's is. Just, she's just so they're, yeah, I mean, they're, they're made for each other. I hope they have a nice time. Like, you right. know, they're, they're like old coworkers, like hanging out. If they're not dating, they should be because they're a perfect, like, <laughs> cringy match. Right. Like I ship them as an evil couple. <laughs> I, ship, <laughs> I, I ship them as a, a no, evil I'm couple. I'm joking. I'm joking. I mean, I don't think you're joking. Okay, next call. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I'm pretty sure Katy Perry is still a them, but I don't know if you guys know that she does ads for a food delivery service here in Canada called Skip the Dishes, and she has a bunch of, like, super corny songs for it. Um And I didn't know if you guys knew about this. It seems very hooey of her to be doing, uh, but I also feel like is she declining to hoodum? I don't know. Good one, Balazman. Katy Perry, I don't think is declining to hoodum, but she is in her um, Suzanne Summers era. Like, God, that's the wrong. That's the wrong one. That's the wrong. She's in her like post stardom, like kind of cheesy, like icon figure. Like when Cher, she's in her post Cher did era. this. Yeah, yeah like Cher did era. this. Yeah. Yes. Post peak that kind of like come down. You're you're grabbing money on the way down. It doesn't really matter what for. Like you know, there's a new generation who has to figure out whether you're campy or classic or relevant or and you're just trying to wait for them to decide. Mm-hmm. You know? But she's like, not a who. But she is not a who. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. And I think the fact that honestly, here's my we've done a lot of spawn in this episode, but I also think that like when you do international spawn the rules don't apply she's american she's doing food delivery spawn in the uk and i think there's something actually themy about leaving your home country and doing spawn somewhere else because you know that your brand your heft your like cultural relevance is such that doing that kind of spawn in your home country would be embarrassing you have to sort of step on foreign soil to do it george clooney this is like the classic example is george clooney doing like a bunch of spawn in europe and no one has ever seen it 
you know, here. That's what the, that's like what happens in Lost in Translation too. That's, he does spawn in Japan because it's like less embarrassing, you know? I think mm -hmm. that that actually is proof of her themdom as opposed to proof of her slipping into whodom. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. 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 I need to stop saying, does that make sense as a tick on a podcast? It's like a very bad tick. I need to get rid of it. Well, I we both do the thing where we say like, um, uh, right or not right. Uh, what do we? You know well, what I mean? Obviously it's not a tick if I can't remember it. But like we both say the same kind of like confirmation uh, things mm -hmm. to each other. Yeah. It does make sense. So no, Katy Perry is not a who, but she is, as Lindsay said in her post, peak era. Did Madonna ever have this era? No. I think all pop stars kind of had this era because it's like the in-between as to when you're, after you've kind of done your last big, big album, you maybe had one kind of floppish album, but you're still kind of an icon. And then there's this era where you just do a lot of weird spawn and people think of you as kind of being cheesy until you're mm -hmm. like, you have to be re- um, embraced by a younger generation by the next generation yeah and like katie perry needs to like be ironically embraced by the next generation in some like cultural way but it's not it's not happening yet yeah madonna, i'm trying to think of who had that madonna didn't to, really have that i know i'm looking i'm looking at madonna's albums and i'm trying to like see if there was a moment in between certain ones where she like, like you kind of become like an infomercial queen or you would have in the 90s you know like that was kind of the what Madonna so did was many. like pivot hard into acting at some point, but Katy Perry's not there yet. I think that she wants to be there. Truly, I, I do. I don't think Katy Perry can act. You think Katy Perry can act? Or host. <laughs> That's the thing. I think Katy Perry's like okay. pretty funny uh -huh. um, off the cuff uh -huh. and like very weird. But yeah, I don't think Madonna had this exact stage. I'm not sure. She pivoted a lot. Mm -hmm. Katy Perry like cut her hair and then people didn't like it so she grew the hair back you know like yeah. she's not really exactly when Katy Perry tried to pivot people rejected it so she leaned even harder into her previous aesthetic like she was like okay I'll go back to the fucking pop art blow up dolls and I'm gonna sing next to a toilet for the rest of my life you know like that's what she chose to sing do. next to a toilet <laughs> like singing poo poo you know <laughs> that's that's what Katy Perry did and I think that's smart uh, okay but no, she's a them. Bye. Next call. Bye. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> when I sleep on other beds, I get mad. What is there I else to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. I've made it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm -hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm -hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm -hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix rude. so much. So rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different, and that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, 
it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Springtime vibes are in the air, and when I bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming, I want to smell them, not the litter box. And I can, thanks to Pretty Litter. I'm going to correct this ad because I didn't bring any flowers in, but you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking, and it didn't smell like cat poo-poo or cat pee-pee because I used Pretty Litter. You're saying springtime vibes are in the air, and when I cook a big pot of beans, <laughs> I'd rather I want to smell beans. them, yes. not the litter box. I'd rather okay, smell beans great. than flour. I'm trying to personalize I don't think it. Pretty Litter would mind you correcting their intro with your own personal endorsement, which is yes. that you want to smell your beans. Yes. Delicious, fragrant beans with bay leaves and garlic and onion. This is all to say that nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit. They're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Uh, medium time, medium time. I have a question about Steve Lacey. Um, so he is always at the top of the Spotify charts, like, in terms of, like, most played songs in the U.S., um, I think maybe even the world, too. And from what I can tell, it seems like maybe in, like, 2020, 2021, he had, like, some older songs of his that went viral on TikTok. Um, but he just came out with a, a newer album in the past, like, few weeks, few months. Um, but just kind of like seems like someone who um you know was maybe capitalizing on some TikTok viral success that he had um and put out new music lately but like he hadn't you know for a few years in between so can you just say some more about him um his music is good I'm not saying that in a shady way about him capitalizing on his popularity but um just curious to learn like more about him like his background and um what he's up to what's his vibe like is he a who? Um, I would definitely say he's probably not a them, even though he has, like, songs that are always seeming to sit at the top of the charts lately. Uh, Spotify charts, anyways. I'm not too sure about Billboard. Um, but, yeah, just curious. Okay, Crunch Punch, Tim Tebow Lesbian, Women La Vida Laptop, Lindsay and Bezler. Bye. Steve Lacey is good evidence that not all TikTok, like, 
popular music can be bad. You know, not some all TikTok of it, music is Young Gravy. <laughs> TikTok, which I okay, he's not bad. I love Young Gravy. You know, I like Young Gravy. Okay. Oh my God. There's sometimes it can surface music that's really cool and interesting. I know, how, Bobby. I can tell you how you know Steve Lacey. Uh, the internet. Not. Not from TikTok, but from the Vampire Weekend album. Oh, yeah. No, that's exactly how I know him. And also because I love the internet. Right. So the internet was a, I think, a duo or a trio uh, that involved Sid. It w- was connected to um, uh, what's... Odd Future. The internet was like spun off from Odd Future, but also like kind of connected. I will say Steve Lacey kind of reminds me of Tyler, the creator, like in terms of just the kind of cheekiness, the cutiness. Steve Lacey's like, I'm bisexual. Tyler's always kind of like, I'm gay. I'm this. I'm that. Like very mm-hmm. much like young generation. I don't care about like defining sexuality. sexuality. I'm just like, yeah. I'm whatever. Like I'm just free, you know? Mm-hmm. So... He's cool. Um, the song that blew up on TikTok is called "Bad Habits." It's like the song that's like, "It's a bad habit." Have you heard that? <laughs> yes, and it's okay. like the number two song on Billboard right now. It's huge. It, yes, it's huge. I like that he got started because he was playing. He got really into Guitar Hero, and then he joined the Internet, the band, the Internet, when he yes. was sixteen. But he uh-huh. only started playing guitar because he was playing Guitar Hero, and he got really into it, and then he yeah. took up real guitar. This makes me think if I was talking to um, a friend of mine who is a musician and is like a, a singer and she's like working on her new music and it kind of came up. I was like, oh, when's like, what are you working on? Like, when does the first single come out? Blah, 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 blah. And the way she talked about TikTok was so interesting and very realistic. Like she was like, I would love for one of my songs to finally like go viral on TikTok. But she was very aware of the fact that she has no control over that, you know, like. It was just like this thing. She's that not was just engineering like, to do it. Right. She just said that this is a thing that could happen that would really help me. She said that on her own. And I was like, God, like, it's funny that you have to just like hope and pray that that happens. Because I I know that like when you have a lot of money behind you in terms of like labels, you can probably sort of engineer that in a way. You definitely can. No, but you definitely can. There's not in a way. You can directly do that. Yeah. But also it still requires like it requires people to like it and to feel like it's authentic. And that just seems so complicated and difficult. And like hearing her talk about it was like, wow, that's like this new element to an already impossible industry that must like make the artists go crazy. So when it hits, of course, you're going to capitalize on it. Yeah. But then when it happens to you, it, you know, it, it happens to you. Like, and the, and not all the songs that go viral on TikTok have a specific kind of algorithm, which I kind of like, they're a little bit different. They, 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 Sometimes you'll be surprised. It won't. They're not all silly. They're not all vibey. They're not all serious. They're not all new. Some of them are old. Like it, it feels very kind of like unexpected. It's just about like the person who's listening to the music and translating it into a TikTok or soundtracking something they're doing. They're mm-hmm. they're finding something in it to work with. I really liked. He gave an interview to the Guardian, and when answering whether he's like a who or a them, he kind of like explains what it means to be a who mm-hmm. in his ex- description. Okay. It's like the lead. The slug on this piece is guardian.com slash blah, 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 slash Steve Lacey, U.S. singer, TikTok, Stevie Wonder, Prince, Kendrick, Lamar, bisexual. (laughs) (laughs) You want to know where the the Guardian was going here with this? Sorry. They're just like naming people that he sounds like and resembles. Okay. And when he's talking about fame, he goes... Instagram celebrities who have 100 million followers, who the fuck is this person? In 2022, he says, quote, fame is super subjective. You're only famous to the people who think you're famous. To the other 80% of the world, you're a nobody. Me, I won't be famous until you can feel my fame, you know? When motherfuckers walk into the room and you're like, oh, I can feel the fame. But I'm just a dude, bro. 
Like, <laughs> that's it. That's the essence of what a who and a them He's is. kind of talking about, like, yes, star power and kind of the heft of knowing the confidence that you feel when somebody walks in a room and everybody knows who they are. Or not even mm-hmm. just knows who they are, like, respects them and, like... Feels like they must be someone. They feels like they must be someone even if mm-hmm. they don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. I love it. And speaking of someone we know who they are, uh, next call. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. I am just watching and rewatching our girl, Rita Ora, really think that she tore up this running up that hill performance. I'm kind of, I'm speechless, honestly. And would just love to hear your thoughts and feelings on, on our queen. <laughs> uh, crunch, crunch, uh, bobbly, bobby after. <laughs> Bye. Um, hey, BLT. How is it that Rita Ora somehow made running up that hill sound like Beyonce's If I Were a Boy? Crunch, crunch. Rita Ora sings Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush. This is a tweet. Obsessed with this, absolutely deranged, a complete massacre of the original. Each note more wild and unpredictable than the next. Ending with a copy kiss like she just fucking killed it. 100% perfect. No notes. Rita Ora performs Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush in Rock and Rio. Crunch, crunch. Live in La Vida Laptop. Hey, Who Weekly, I know y'all already know about this, uh, but my boyfriend just sent me a DM on Twitter, and it was a video of Rita Ora singing Running Up That Hill. Um, my boyfriend, who doesn't listen to the show, has only ever heard me talk about it on end, and he's weekly right now. Why does it end with her laying on the stage? Crunch, crunch. I wanted, I was, Lindsay and I were talking about this, was like, do we this? Say is controversial. This? Like, we're doing Rita Ora uh, as in the other, sh- like, in Who's There? Like, what are we going to do next? What are we going to do next week then? Well, there's, there will be plenty to do next week. She'll respond to this in some way. But like. But Rita Ora, it's true. When Rita Ora breaks out of our segment and makes news. Of in our more cycle? Kind of, oh. Yeah. And, and oh. makes news in a more significant way than, I mean, obviously she got married, but that synced up with our cycle. When she does something or a clip comes out or whatever that people are talking about it is the moment then it's like Mm -hmm. who are we to try and fit her back into our box you know yeah so remember when we said on tuesday's episode that rita ora was about to perform well she performed and there's video (laughs) and the song that she chose was kate bush's classic running up that hill well she's (laughs) it's in her set because she did it at some weird like cartier event but she has like a slowed down different even though it's a slow song she has a different version of it that i think like doesn't hit she's (laughs) sung it well in the past but this verse it's giving she has sung it well in the past Right. The Independent covered this, okay? The Independent covered this, and the headline, I the, the author was Megan Gray, is, quote, a deal with Goyoyod, unquote. Kate Bush fans horrified by Rita Ora's cover of Running Up That Hill. I can't defend this cover. It is bad. No. 
I know Rita Ora can sing. I think that's what she's trying to do here. But it just proves that somebody who can hit the notes also cannot figure out which note to hit in the song, you know? <laughs> yeah. Here it is. I want to hear it again. It's Actually, really I don't want to hear it again, but listen. No, you should play it. I'll be running up the road. Be running up that Now she's writhing also, on the uh, the floor I, of the stage. She's literally like, writhing. In a way, she's nobody, writhing up that hill. nobody has ever felt this song more than Rita Ora in that moment, but she mm-hmm. definitely like felt it too much. She was distracted by feeling the song, so she couldn't sing the song, you know? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she really isn't. I, I mean, this is bad. It's bad. I just, I, I want to use this segment as a it's way to give her a little bad. bit of credit. Because it's, it's giving bad. But if you listen to the crowd, it's like, it's live. People are yelling. They're loving it. Like, maybe she was adjusting well, there are, her but it's voices Rio. It's, for the it's acoustics Rio. There are of this. maybe 100,000 people there. I mean, it's Rock and Rio. It's one of the biggest music festivals in Brazil. The, the audience is insanely huge. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Rock and Rio. It's in Lisbon. They oh, moved it to Lisbon for this one. No, it's usually in Brazil, but it's right? in Lisbon today. So that's why it's wow. Rock and Rio Lisboa. I kept seeing like, I was like, wait, what? It's in Lisbon on this location, but it was obviously developed to be in Rio de Janeiro. It's just a huge audience, right? That's what I'm That's what I'm trying to say. It's like, she was probably so hyped by the amount of people there. She just like, is like, I could do anything. I could let off the, lo- the world's longest fart. And these people would be like, ah, you know, and they would. <laughs> They would, because that many people is this just this power, you know? Yeah, yeah. I just don't if this is the only Rita Ora song the only Rita Ora performance you've ever seen or heard which I wouldn't be surprised if that were the case because it's not like like Rita Ora music goes viral that often give her another chance listen to listen to Velvet Rope <laughs> we're so on, on Rita Phoenix. Ora pilled we're so Rita Ora pilled that we're like you guys she can sing she is talented just give her another shot there's something about like there's like an inverse to you know when Gaga would um, anytime Gaga, this is pre, let's say pre Joanne Gaga, no, pre not comparing her to Gaga, yeah, pre art pop Gaga when Gaga was still kind of new-ish but huge, and people weren't didn't really know her whole thing, and people were very condescending towards her. It was like, oh, this like Madonna impersonator essentially, like she's just ca- copying everyone else, like all the other pop girlies yes, who've yes, ever yes, existed. Yes, yes, and anytime she was feeling that sort of pressure 
from people or that judgment from people. She'd whip out the piano, you know, and she'd be like, like she goes on Howard Stern right. and Howard Stern is like whatever. Right. And she whips out the piano and she sings heart, this heartfelt way. Sure. Like, I mean, Rita Ora's like, trying like to do with, that, but it doesn't Like land. she did on tour with 1000 Doves. She was yes. like, this song was supposed to be a ballad. I'm going <laughs> off. But the thing is, Rita Ora doesn't have a piano and she doesn't do that. She just did this weird version of running up that hill that was not good. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> And you can, and you know that, like in her brain, it's the best thing she's ever sung in her entire life. You can see it on her face that her brain is so happy with what's happening. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. It's like she's no one's ever felt the meaning of running up that hill more than Rita Ora in this moment, but it's just not translating to the musicality of it all. Yeah. Wow. Also, there were but much better headlines possible. People, you know, like say we wish she would have swapped places with Kate or something like that. You know, like. Utilize wait, the lyrics. Wait, have Kate, some fun. Oh, Bush. Bush. Oh, Bush. Yes. She's running up that hill more like she's running up the scales. She can't sing them. Wait, hold on. <laughs> she's... she's fumbling up the scales. Ah! Running up the hill more like falling down the hill. Yes. So if you're going to be rude to Rita, do it with a little more gusto. You know, like do it with some pizzazz. Right? She deserves it. She deserves it. Rita... Aura sings Kate Bush's Running Up That Hill. She should hide in a bush, not sing Kate Bush. <laughs> okay. It's funny. That's funny. We're having fun here. We're having fun. We're here. having fun. We still stand. Are you kidding me? I'm going to listen to Phoenix today just to give her some streams. <laughs> she needs some streams. Next call. Hi, Who Weekly. First time, medium time. Um, I just was calling to ask your thoughts on Who to Them. Brea, California, La Brea, season two, and the La Brea Tar Pits. All right. Thank you. Bye. Okay. What? We're being what? asked to rank. What? We're being asked to rank Brea, California, La Brea, season two, and the La Brea Tar Pits. I don't know where I've Brea never California heard of Brea, is. California in my life. You're I don't like ranking. I don't like ranking places because just because I've never heard of it doesn't mean it like doesn't exist. But I've I'm never not saying heard it of doesn't Brea. exist. I'm saying it's Huey. I've only heard of La Brea, La Brea, not Brea. It's near Yorba Linda, which I have heard of, but didn't know where it was. Oh, it's north of Anaheim. Anaheim. I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Okay, interesting. Interesting. I'm still gonna call it the Hueyest. Some of you fools live in Brea and say that you live in Los Angeles. <laughs> That's that's where it's located. So we're going to go Brea, California, I think. La Brea season two and then La Brea Tarpets. That's the order. That's the way I want them. Brea season, I think La Brea season two would be below Brea, California. Because who knows that La Brea yeah, is back fair. for a season two? Who even watched season one of La Brea? I actually did last night when we were standing outside the subway. I had like a quick moment where I saw La Brea season two being pr- being promoted on the sub the, on the subway, subway billboard, and I had like because <laughs> we were ta- we were all like having a nice time, and it wasn't gonna like it didn't have to be interrupted by me being like, "There's a La Brea season two. Well, I think the reason this caller called is because we tweeted this uh, this clip from the Emmys from La Brea. Please welcome. Natalie Z. And we tweeted it. From what? Please welcome who? You're so rude. <laughs> so let's get to go. La Brea is a show where they two. all fall into a tar pit, right? And they they're fall like, into the no. tar pits and there's like elephants. Or Sick. what do they call them? Whatever. What do you call the elephants with back the big in time. They call them back in time elephants. Mammoths. Mammoths. Okay. 
and dinosaurs. Yeah. So we're going to go to La Brea okay. Season 2, Brea, California, which is a real place, and the La Brea Tar Pits, which is a real place, and is much more relevant in popular culture. People in movies and TV love going to the La Brea Tar Pits. They love it. I've never seen them in real life, but I know they I exist have. because I consume culture. I have. They're kind of cool, but also I don't really get it either. What's the deal with them? The They're Tar Pits. ancient. They're ancient. You can go there and see them. Are they stinky? They're ancient. I don't remember. It's like Ice Age stuff. Is it is it stinky? Like when you go to Yellowstone and it all smells like methane and sulfur? I don't know if there's st- I don't really know if they're stinky. Okay. According to Wikipedia, it's an active paleontological research site in urban Los Angeles. Okay, that's gross. See, there you go. Oh my god, tar literally bubbles out of it. I guess I I guess I knew that intellectually, but like <laughs> that's nasty. Ew. Don't Los Angeles is so weird. <laughs> don't fall in the hole. Don't fall in the hole. Come see our tar pits. Next call. Hey, Muncie Bobby, uh, second time, long time. So I'm 45, which puts me solidly Gen X. My kids are 17 and 18, so Gen Z. They've been listening to Who Weekly in the car with me probably since they were in middle school, so they're pretty well-versed in pop culture. Um, And I'm usually on the same page as them, but we have a disagreement. They are convinced that if you polled people 20 and under, more of them would know who Jake Paul was than Tom Hanks, or at least be able to recognize the face. Um, I think the idea that Tom Hanks is a who for any generation is insane. Um, but I don't know. They're pretty smart. So my question to you is, is Tom Hanks a Gen Z who? Thanks. Crunch, crunch. Bye. Do your kids go to a good school? Because if you've been playing Who Weekly for them in the car, they need to go to a better school. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you my God. Need, you don't need to, like, balance it out. No, you sound like you have smart kids. You have kids with taste. They have taste. They're engaging in critical thinking, which is just do more kids, would more kids know who Jake Paul is than Tom Hanks? I think in terms of kind of like knowing, being flashed all over the news and being like having stories told about them. Yes, I think there's more media that is more engaging about Jake Paul than Tom Hanks. Is Tom Hanks still an A-list movie star that they would also know? Yeah, Elvis made $20 billion, trillion dollars. If a Gen Z person says that Gen Z knows more about Jake Paul than Tom Hanks, I trust the Gen Z person. But I don't think that that makes Tom Hanks a who. You know, I think there's a difference there. Like, I agree. I think that Tom Hanks is still a them. I think Tom Hanks is in the short list of American celebrities who will be a them for a very, very long time. And I think Jake Paul is kind of the... um, the uh, who am I who am I gonna think of who am I gonna think of who is like kind of a pop culture person from our childhood who had like a Tom 15, Green. extended fifteen minutes Tom of Green. fame Tom Green Tom okay. Green maybe sure yeah sure sure Tom Green wasn't as kind of in the news as Jake Paul like Jake Paul has he he's interesting he has elements to him because he he's scandal he's in sports now he's been on he's got YouTube stuff like he's kind of across a few different genres so I get why he's broad to teens mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah I get it and I'm not gonna second guess the uh, the the people who never. have been the 18 year olds who have been listening to us since they were in middle school which. I mean, they do know better because they're they're listening to us and we're sort of smart, but they are like much smarter about like youth culture. So they just know the answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're not youth, so we can't even study. We can't even really engage in youth culture. I mean, we can yeah. study it from the outside and say, who's, you know, who's this? Who's that? <laughs> which is the, which is what we do on the show. Who's this? Who's that? <sighs> I have Rita Ora's running up that hill in my head. If I only could. She pauses. 
McDeal. I'm singing it. I'm singing the notes, kind of. She's she not even singing any notes. of the notes. She wasn't getting the notes. With God. <laughs> I'm writhing around on my uh, the floor of my apartment as I do that. Be running up that road. <laughs> Me running up that hit. Okay, go, 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 go. We're done. Go, Thank fine. you for listening to another episode of Who's There, Who Weekly. Keep calling in at 619 who then believe questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday show. We'll be back on Tuesday with another episode of the main show. You can get extra episodes on Patreon and Apple Podcasts. Patreon.com slash Weekly and Apple Podcasts just within the app. You can click subscribe if it's easier for you to subscribe to those VIP episodes there as opposed to Patreon. You can pre-order my debut novel, The Old Place, wherever you get your books. It comes out Woo-hoo, in, what, four days, week. three days? Oh, my God. It's out next week. Oh, my God. I gave Lindsay a signed God. copy yesterday. A signed copy. Yeah, you, you don't want to know what he signed it. <laughs> Trust me. It's, it, wasn't that, it wasn't that crazy. And then uh, what else? That's it. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Tuesday. Bye. Bye. If I only could. Uh, so I live in Washington, D.C., and I was at a workout class yesterday that was Ariana Grande themed. And Malia Obama was in the class, and our instructor talked about how Frankie Grande goes to Ariana Grande themed soul cycle classes and just how he rides. Anyway, this is all to say that Malia Obama now knows who Frankie Grande is. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Who Weekly. My roommate just got this, like, treadmill that connects to Bluetooth, um, and she, like, has it in her room, and she was, like, using it. It's, like, one of those you, like, sand and work um, while on your treadmill. And I turned on your latest episode, um, and my phone, like, automatically connected to her Bluetooth treadmill, accidentally from the other room and I just heard her scream you a podcast just thought you should know that crunch crunch do you think Timothy Chalamet will get a BBL Lindsay and Bessler hi who weekly medium time medium time I just don't know who else to tell about this um I just moved to Los Angeles like a month ago and I went out last night and um, there are a lot of weird people, and there's this one guy um, who was, like, very disgusting. Um, when I was leaving and waiting for my Uber with my friend, he, like, spat a bunch of tobacco, like, all over the street and, like, almost, like, got my, my friend and I, like, soaked in his tobacco. Um, just very douchey. Um, and then he got in his car, and when my friend and I got home, she told me that it was Anwar Hadid. <laughs> Uh, that's it. Um, one of everything really good. Crunch, crunch. Um, this is really just for Timmy. If Leonardo DiCaprio's sorry, my sister's dog is being a psycho in the background. Um, if Leonardo DiCaprio's really dating Gigi Hadid, now you don't have to research anyone. No, so that's good news for you. Uh, yay for Timmy. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. I just want to share an example of how deeply you've entered into my psyche. Um, I got my roommate into Who Weekly this past week, and she was saying, oh, yeah, Lindsay and Bobby are so funny, but, like, who's Timmy? And um, without skipping a beat, I said, thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant for researching and editorializing. 
she was like, oh, okay, okay, Timmy. And I was like, yeah, duh, can't forget about Timmy. Anyway, thanks for being a part of my life. Um, Chain smokers don't belong in balloons. Crunch, crunch.